Hey, Praise Chapel Paramount, welcome to our podcast. Hey, this message is continuing our series, Above All, with Pastor Omar Lopez in a message about thankfulness. If you haven't followed us on Instagram or Facebook, be sure to follow us at PC Paramount and then check out our website at praisechapelparamount.com. It's loaded with information. It's constantly being updated. Be sure to check it out. Enjoy this message. Praise the Lord. Well, welcome everyone. You can be seated. We appreciate you're giving this morning and uh, just appreciate all of you making an effort to be here today and we're just glad you're here in fact turn to your neighbor and tell them you're in the right place at the right time right now i honestly believe that this morning and so we're glad you're here we're continue our, our continuing our series here on above all and what we've been talking about uh, this past month is god is above all how many believe that he is above everything in our lives and if he's not we need to put him above all and put him above all in, in our priorities in our time and i'll read you a scripture that jesus said in mark chapter 12 verse 30 and it says love the lord your god with all of your heart with all of your soul with all of your mind and with all of your strength. If that's not putting God above all, I don't know what is. And so Jesus is telling us that, that we're supposed to put the Lord above all. And we've been talking about uh, time, putting him above all in our time, uh, putting uh, God above all in our talents. I talked about talent last week. How many remember that? Uh, and today I'm going to talk about thankfulness. Say thankfulness. And I believe today that when we put God above all, we need to be thankful to the Lord for what he's done. Now, I wonder how many of you would say and be honest with me today, how many are kind of tired of all the negativity in the world? Are you kind of just tired of it? I, I, I know I am. I'm just tired of all the negativity. It's just amazing that everywhere you go and every place and even watching TV, how people are just so critical of everything that's going on. They're picking apart. And instead of finding things that are right, they're finding things that are wrong. Everything is wrong, and, and it almost seems like uh, people are just complaining. It's almost like complaining is a profession, right? And even in the church, some people have the gift of complaining. Uh, uh, you have the ability. Now, I know not this church, but we, we have people that have the gift of complaining. They can find about anything to complain about. It's too hot in here. It's too cold in here. Uh, we can, we, here we are living in Southern California and great weather, and yet some of us can just say it's too perfect, it's too good here in Southern California, and we can find something uh, to complain about. And again, uh, people are complaining and all this negativity. And this morning, what I want to talk about is being a little bit more thankful. I said we need to be a little bit more thankful and a little bit more grateful. Now, let me ask you a question, and I need you guys all to participate. How many would say, you know what, I'm a pretty much above average driver. I'm, a, I'm an above average driver. Raise your hand. Now, here lies the problem right there. When you believe you are the above average driver, that now gives you the right to complain about other drivers. <laughs> That guy's driving too slow. Man, it's not going to get any greener, dude. Uh, uh, what, what, what happened to your blinker? You're driving too slow. You're an idiot. Huh? How many of you know what I'm talking about? Maybe not this church, the church down the street. 
I'm usually one of those guys that complain about all of you. So I'll, I'll just think about this. Uh, uh, you're driving, I mean. Anyway, think about, think about how much that we complain. I mean, you, you get food at, at a restaurant or whether I know we don't get to go in the side restaurant. But before all of this happened, you got to sit in a restaurant or maybe you're sitting outside and you order some food. And if you wait more than five minutes, you're like impatient. You're complaining about the whole place. What are they doing? Is somebody going to serve me? I need my burger and fries right now. What is happening? And then, and then, and then you get home and, and you complain about there's nothing to watch. There are 120 stations that you get to uh, select, but there's nothing to watch. You go to your closet and, you know, your whole closet is full, but there's nothing to wear. And so we think about all of these things. And if we're not careful, we can be very ungrateful. I, I think when it comes down to it, by nature, most of us are not as grateful as we should be. And quite honestly, as God began to speak to me about this message, and even before this, I, I, I put it in my heart that I'm going to pursue being a little bit more thankful. I'm going to pursue, in fact, here's what experts say. They say that the, that as you are more thankful, the value of thankfulness unlocks so many other good things in your life. They say that thankfulness makes you generous and thankfulness makes you encouraging and having the spirit of gratitude gives you good qualities. And the tragedy is for many people that they never experience true thankfulness or the true heart of thankfulness. So let me just read you a scripture, and I'm going to pray as we get into this. Colossians chapter 2, verse 7, and it says this, Sink your roots in him, talking about in Christ, and build on him. In other words, build your life. Get, your, get rooted in Christ. Be strengthened by the faith that you were taught. So this faith that you were taught that was imparted. And it says, and overflow with thanksgiving. I'm going to read that again. Overflow with thanksgiving. So let's pray today. Father, we thank you for the word of God. I thank you for every person that is in this room today and those that are watching online right now. I, I, I'm just so thankful, God, that they're here. And Lord, help us today to hear the word of God. Help us to give you our undivided, 100% undivided attention. And I just pray today, God, let us receive, remove every distraction because there's so many things that are on our mind that are pressing on us today. Help us, Lord, today to hear your word. Let us receive it into our hearts today. And we thank you in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen. And so the Bible is saying that we need to overflow in thanksgiving. And these are supposed to be our heart that is rooted in him. In other words, we're supposed to have a continuous heart of gratefulness. And if, you are, if you're not grateful, you're probably superficial and you're probably a little shallow. But when you're deeply rooted in Christ, you will continually overflow in thanksgiving. Thankfulness is something you build and you anchor your life to. It ought, it ought to be a habit of every believer. Some of us, we had some bad habits before we got saved. Why don't you make thankfulness a habit? 
Why don't you why don't you get rooted in there and anchored in thankfulness? And so what is it what is it to be thankful? What what is required to be thankful? And I, and I love this scripture in first Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. And I'm going to read this verse of scriptures. It says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, when I'm talking about thankfulness, this is what I want to say to you. Many of us can be thankful for our parents and thankful for somebody that you love. And anybody can do that. We could be thankful for apple pie and alamode and all that. I'm not talking about that. A lot of us can be thankful for our freedom and our health. I, you know, it doesn't take a lot of character and faith to do that. But the Bible says here, be thankful or give thanks in all circumstances. And here's what I want to make sure that we don't misinterpret. It doesn't say be thankful for all circumstances, but it says be thankful in all circumstances. There's a big difference. It means that we're supposed to recognize God. We're supposed to give him glory and praise in whatever is going on in our life. Now that word give thanks is the same word that Jesus used in the last supper. And actually the word Eucharist or Eucharisto is the Greek word meaning Give thanks. That's what the Eucharist means is giving thanks or the Last Supper communion is giving thanks to God for our salvation, for his mercy and his grace. How many understand that God doesn't owe us anything, but we're thankful for what he's doing. And so the scripture says, give thanks in all circumstances, not for all circumstances. You're not thanking God for the bad things that are going on in your life. You're not thanking God because somebody got killed. You're not thanking God somebody got kidnapped. You're not thanking God because of a drunk driver that killed. You're not thanking God for those things. But the Bible says, be thankful in all circumstances. In other words, when whatever you're going through, whatever is happening in your life, in the midst of that, there's still something to give thanks to God about. Are you with me? Because most of the time, let me just say this, because many times people will say, well, that's God's will. Somebody dies, this happens. It, that's baloney. Are you hearing me? When people die in a, in a weird way, things happen, people get murdered, that's the will of God. Let me just tell you, most of the time, the will of God is not being done on earth. The Bible says that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In heaven, the will of God is being done. But we're praying for God's will to be done on earth. And the problem is man's will is being done on earth and not God's will. We need to pray for the will of God to be done. And so when all this tragedy happens, don't say it's the will of God. Are you listening to me? Now, we're thanking God in the midst of it. Can you say amen? And we're saying, God, we know that you're in control. So that's what it's saying. When we're thanking God in all things, we're saying, God, no matter what's happening in our lives, you're still in control. Even when I've made dumb mistakes, even when I made bad decisions, God can turn them around for the good. And so I'm able to give God thanks in the midst of all circumstances that are going on. There's no exception to the rule. Now, most of us may be familiar with this, per, uh, this particular person. His name is Nick uh, Vujicek, uh, Vujicek. How many are familiar with him? 
Uh, he was born with no arms and no limbs. And uh, he's got like a little thing that he could flap around there and, and get some around. But he, this guy's able to swim. He's able to do, do a boat. I mean, I mean, he's able to drive a boat. He's able to do computers. Uh, this guy is married and has four kids. Would you believe that? And when you think the way he was born, he was born this way. No arms, no limbs, uh, no, no, nothing. And yet this guy is very, very thankful. This, why don't we put a quote of what he put up there? Go ahead and put that quote up there. It says, often people ask how I managed to be happy despite having no arms and no legs. The quick answer is that I have a choice. You have a choice today. I can be, I can be angry about not having limbs or I can be thankful that I have a purpose. This, this is being said by someone in circumstances that, that are not ideal, yet he's still saying, I choose to be grateful. Here it is. Uh, or I choose gratitude. Go ahead, put the next one up. And it says, I never met a bitter person who was thankful or a thankful person who was bitter. And so you need to, you need to think about, are you a bitter person or are you a thankful person? You can't be both. This, this guy is able to be thankful. And I love what this, this next quote, he says, if you can't get a miracle, become one. Hallelujah. So I believe today it's the attitude of gratitude. It's the thankful heart. No matter what's going on, no matter what your circumstances are. And again, the Bible says, give thanks in all circumstances. And if you're asking, what is the will of God today? What is, I want God's will for my life. I want God's direction. I, I want the Lord to, to speak to me. Can I tell you what it is today? It is to give thanks to the Lord. That's the will of God, that you learn how to give thanks to the Lord. You know, what am I supposed to do in the next decade? Am I supposed to get a new job? Am I supposed to get married? Am I supposed to uh, go to school? I'll tell you what, the first thing you need to get down is be a little thankful, and the next will follow. If you'll learn how to be thankful first, uh, I believe God will bless you with the rest. Uh, don't put those things as the priority. The priority in your life needs to be, I need to be thankful to God. Now, here's the number one. Write this down. When you're thankful to God, thankfulness brings honor to God. Say honor. honor. Whenever you're thankful or you're grateful, you are bringing honor. I can say to my wife today, honey, I'm so thankful that you said yes and you married me. Thank you, baby. Thank you, honey. God created you just for me. I'm, I'm honoring her. Right? I'm, I'm being thankful to her. I can say to you today, thank you for being faithful to this church. I'm honoring you. Thank you for your faithfulness in ministry. Thank you for your generosity in supporting this ministry. What I'm saying to you is I'm honoring you. I'm giving honor to you and I'm being thankful to you. And so the Bible says when we're thankful, we are honoring God. Look at what it says in Psalm chapter 50, verse 23. It says, but giving thanks is the sacrifice, what? That truly honors me. It says, when you give thanks, it's a sacrifice that's honoring God. If you keep to my path, I will reveal to you the salvation of God. So when we offer this sacrifice of thanksgiving, 
And what is that sacrifice? We're giving God our time. We're, again, giving him priority in our lives. Uh, we're sacrificing our gifts uh, and our generosity, our resources. Uh, and when we do that, we're saying, God, uh, we are bringing honor to you. When we deny ourselves and we put God first, we're saying, God, we are honoring you. Uh, but here's the thing today. I believe it's not only thanking God for what he's done, but for who he is. If you want to get to a higher level of gratitude, a higher level of thankfulness tonight or this morning, what it's going to take is not just being thankful for what people do for you. If I'm always just thanking my wife for what she does for me, but not for who she is, it's not going to go very far. If my kids are only thanking me for when I give them money or when I take care of them, uh, but they're not thanking me for who I am, uh, it's not good. I'm beginning to question, uh, do they really care about me? But here's the thing. Many times we can give thanks God for only the time that he does something for you, but not for who he is. I see people all the time on Facebook. The only time I ever hear them say anything about God is when God does something for them. All of a sudden, God did a miracle for them. God provided. Thank God. Well, why weren't you thanking God for just being alive? Why don't you just thank God for, for salvation, for forgiving you? What about that? But it, 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 it's ironic many times. The only time we're thanking God is when he's done something for us and not for who he is. And this is why I'm saying, who, what, who is God? What, who is he to you? Well, here's a couple of things you can thank God. You can thank God because he's wiser than you are. Thank God for his wisdom and his direction. Because if it wasn't for his wisdom and direction, where would we be today? We can thank God for his consistency, that God is always consistent, that he constantly loves you even when we're inconsistent. Am I right? You can thank God for who he is. He's merciful. He's kind. God's counsel. We're thanking God. It gets to a higher level than God, you're doing this for me. But who you are, your character, your grace is above all. Somebody say amen. And I believe this this morning. Before you ever get out of bed, I've said this before, you ought to be thanking God you're alive. There ought to be some things that you say before you get out of bed because you're thankful for who he is. Let me read you this story. There was a man writing at the post office desk, and this man, was a, he was a postal worker, and he was writing on the desk there, and this older man approached him who had a postcard in his hand. The old man said to him, Sir, could you address the postcard for me? And so the post office worker says, sure. And so the, he agreed, and he, and he even wrote a short message on the post, postcard for the man. Finally, the man uh, uh, doing the writing told the older man, is there anything else you want me to do for you? And the old man kind of looked at the postcard and he said, yes, can you put P.S.? Please excuse the sloppy handwriting. Now, what kind of gratefulness is that, right? Isn't it something this morning how quickly we become ungrateful? And here we are asking for favors. And many times we could be that way with God. We're asking for favors, and yet we don't like the way God's doing it. They, they found, uh, doctors have shown many reports that gratitude and thankfulness is ha healthy for the human spirit or in the human, not only the human spirit, uh, but actually healthy for you physically. When people are are thankful they are good physically when people are grateful it affects you not only spiritually but it affects your body 
Bitter people, believe it or not, uh, lots of times when people are bitter, the scripture says there's the rotting of the bones when people begin to be bitter. They get sick. I have found sometimes prayed for people and, and the root of their sickness is not something that they caught. It's something that's inside their heart. And they need healing of the soul. So let me just recommend this. And I just said this earlier. Before you get out of bed... You ought to think of five things to thank God for. You ought to just think, before you get out of bed, just think of five things. Lord, I thank you for my wife. I thank you that I'm alive. Whatever it may be, just five things, and then jump out of bed and do what you got to do. Hopefully, you take a shower, do a little bit of hygiene, right? Take care of yourself. But I believe the day ought to start with an attitude of gratitude. It ought to start to say, God, today, before I get out of bed, before I do anything else, uh, I just want to take a moment here to thank you. I want to take a moment here to honor you and, Lord, to give you praise. And I think quickly, five things we can think of before we even, before our feet even hit the ground. There was a, a Boston consultant who was working with a bunch of college graduates and he took all these college graduates and said to them, uh, every, all of you that are going to join the workforce, there's one word that is describing this emerging generation when you go on the workforce. And he asked the graduates, do you know, the, the word starts with an E. Do you know what that means? Do you know what this word is? And many of, the, uh, of these young college graduates were saying, uh, we're considered energetic. We're considered excellent. We're considered exceptional. And they used all these great E words. And the consultant said, I'm sorry to tell you, the word is entitlement. He said, this generation is the generation of entitlement. People that feel that somebody else owes them something. Now, before some of us older guys think, well, yeah, this young generation, I want to just say to you, those of you that are my age or a little older, I want to say to you, part of it is our fault. Are you hearing me? Because we've created some of their actions and some of their attitudes by what we've done and what we've imparted. They said many people in my age or older, they work too much. And so therefore, because they work too much, they gave a lot of things to their kids to try to fill in that gap. I'll just give you money. I'll give you this. I'll give you that. And so we, believe it or not, part of this entitlement generation is the generation before that has given their kids a, a, an entitlement mindset. I mean, a 10, 12-year-old says, man, I, I need to... I need the 12, what is it, the 12 Max or the 12 Pro right now. I need it right now. Or else I'm not going to be able to function as a, an effective child, you know. Uh, a 25-year-old, they want to spend money and live it up. And they haven't, even, they haven't even learned how to save money. But they want to live like their parents. And you don't even have the money. Everything's on the credit card. Anyway, let me just preach right here. See, they, they say that this generation is actually doing a lot better than they deserve. And here's the problem with that. When things go wrong, they're mad at God. When things are good, they just say, well, I deserve that. And so this is why it's so critical today that we make sure that the next generation learns how to be a little bit more thankful and grateful, that they're not entitled to everything. Are you with me? 
I mean, let's be honest. This generation, everybody gets a trophy. Am I right? I mean, Johnny could be the slowest, the, the, the guy in last place. Johnny, we're so proud of you. You're so slow, but we're so proud of you. You're the trophy. My generation, everybody didn't get a trophy. Only those that excel better than the rest. And usually I was watching everybody get a trophy. I said, one day I'm going to get one, though. One day I'm going to get that. But I'm okay. I'm not bitter. I'm not upset. You know? I, I would have been weird. Like, hey, you're the slowest. Here you go. Here's your trophy. <laughs> slowest guy in last place. No, it doesn't make sense. Well, let me read you a story. I'm going to get into this story real quick as fast as I can because I think this is a story, classic story of ungratefulness. In Luke chapter 17, this is Jesus, verse 11. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, talking about Jesus, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And as he was going into the village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. And they stood at a distance and they called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. I want you to, I want to pause here for just a second because the Bible says these men had leprosy. Now, most of, most of the people during that time is what they call biblical leprosy. It was very severe even compared even today. They have found a cure, at least in the United States. But there are places around the world where people have this biblical leprosy. And let me just kind of give you a description of it uh, because usually the, uh, the nerves on the end of your fingers and your nose and your feet, uh, it's probably one of the most severe, most, uh, most painful thing you can experience. There's the swelling of the skin, the crust, your skin turns white, and many times even your limbs begin to fall off. And so I actually have a couple of pictures because I want to just show you. And it's going to be a little gross, but I want to show you uh, when we talk about the condition of these men. Why don't you go ahead and show that real quick. This is the condition of a person that would have leprosy. And this is another part of the world. Go ahead and show the next one. There's another lady. You can see the limbs and all of this. And, and, and look at this next one, which was I was really kind of shocked. This lady actually has a little bit of joy still, right? He's still thankful that she's alive. You can go ahead and turn that off. And the reason why I'm showing you that is because the condition of these people that had leprosy was so severe that the Bible says in Leviticus chapter 13, the law was that they were to let people know, any, anyone around them, uh, they had to shout out, I'm unclean, I'm unclean. And therefore, no one would get near them because uh, they believed the disease was contagious. You know, get back, uh, I'm unclean. You know, it's like today you got to wear a mask. Put the mask on. But anyway, that's a whole different story. But when I'm talking about the leprosy, and, and yeah, I'm sorry. Anyway, the leprosy, you're supposed to shout out, I'm unclean, I'm unclean. And therefore, people would keep their distance from you. Now, could you imagine not only the pain of losing limb, not only the pain of the deformity of your skin and different things, but the pain of being isolated and alone because they basically put you in a leper colony 
with the people with other lepers and, and kind of isolated you so you never could hug your loved ones you could really couldn't be around any of your family once you got leprosy it was a a, a, a disease of isolation and the bible said there were 10 lepers and as these 10 lepers were there the bible says that they begin to shout out to jesus and in their shouting out to jesus they're saying jesus master have mercy Mercy on us. They're looking for healing. Somehow, some way, they were hearing that Jesus was around and they needed a miracle. I said they needed a miracle for God, from God. And so they were shouting out to Jesus. Now, they could keep their distance, but man, they weren't keeping their shouts out or they weren't keeping their shout a distance. They were making sure that Jesus heard them. And the Bible said they lifted up their voices. And verse 14, this is what it says so when he saw them talking about jesus he said to them go and show yourself to the priest now here's the here's the thing about what jesus is telling them jesus is saying go show yourself to the priest the scripture says if a leper was to get healed if a leper was to experience a miracle he was to go to the priest and the priest would then declare him clean but the Bible said they weren't even healed yet, and Jesus was already telling them to go to the priest. And the Bible says while the ten men were going to the priest, uh, that the Scripture says that they were healed, that they were going to go show themselves, the Bible says they were healed. In other words, their disease was gone. Can you imagine being a leper? Being this person whose limbs were falling off and all this deformity and all of a sudden as you obeyed the voice of God, you went toward this, uh, toward the priest and as you were going, the Bible says that they were, how many of you would have been thankful? How many of you would have been grateful for the miracle? Now here's what the Bible says in verse 15 of Luke chapter 17. One of them when he saw that he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. And he threw himself at Jesus' feet. And what did he do? He thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus asked, were not all 10 cleansed? In other words, weren't there 10, all of them all healed? Where are the other nine? Was not one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Now, here is the thing that really, when you read the scripture, you can hear the heart of Jesus and you can hear his surprise by the fact that, hey, wait a minute, one came back, but where are the other nine? What happened to the other? Weren't they all 10 of them? Weren't they all sick? Weren't they all deformed? Weren't they all, didn't they all have leprosy? Where are the other nine? And he expected at least all of them, maybe half of them could have came back, but the Bible says only one came back to give thanks to God for what he's done. How many of us this morning, God has blessed us over and over again. How many of us take time to thank God for that? How many of us take time to thank God for what he's done in your life, for who he is in your life? All of these things. And the Bible says this in Psalm 107, verse 8. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord 
for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. And so today, here's what I want to say to you, that whenever we are unthankful, it grieves the heart of God. I believe that Jesus was grieved at that moment. He says, where are the, uh, oh, where are the other nine? Uh, weren't there 10 that got, where this, only this one guy comes back. In fact, the guy that came back was the Samaritan, the Bible said. And the Samaritan was one that didn't even associate with the Jews. The Samaritan was one that didn't even speak to Jews, and yet he was the very one that gave thanks to God. Now, I wonder, I want to say this to you today, and I've done this, but I want to share this. I wonder why the other nine did not come back. Hypothetically, I'm going to say this to you, okay? Maybe one of them was wondering, well, you know, is the cure real? Let me just wait and see if it would be real. Let me wait and see if it'll laugh. Maybe one of them said, the other one said, well, you know what? I'm going to thank God later. I'll give him thanks later. Maybe another one decided, well, you know what? Maybe I never really had leprosy to begin with. Maybe another one said, well, you know what? I thought I was getting better anyway. Maybe another one gave glory to the priest and said, man, the priest is the one that did it. There's nothing special about Jesus. Another one said, you know what? I don't think it was Jesus that healed me anyway. Another one said, you know what? I, I saw myself improving, and it was my own positive thinking. See, how many of us this morning, we, we, we take for granted the blessing of God, and then when God blesses us, we kind of say, well, I kind of did it on my own. It was my own effort. It was my own way of doing it. Let me read you a story. I've read this story before, but I, I love this story. There's a story of two old friends who bumped into one another on the street one day. And one of them looked really sad, almost on the verge of tears. His friend asked him, what was wrong? My friend, what, what has the world done to you? And the sad friend said, well, let me tell you. Three weeks ago, my great aunt, my great aunt, whom I hardly even knew, uh, left me $2 million. His friend said, man, that's a lot of money. He said, but wait. Two weeks ago, I had a cousin who I never even knew. He left me $85,000 free and clear. He said, man, it sounds like you're blessed. He said, wait a minute, hold on. Last week, I had an uncle who died and left me $40,000. His friend was a little confused. Then why are you so gloomy? He said, this week, nothing. (laughs) See how quickly we forget the blessing of God. Come on, somebody. How quickly we forget what God's done. See, it's always what has God done for me lately. But you've forgotten what God has done in the past. And it's going to do, continue to do in the future. If we're not careful, we're only looking for what has God done for me lately. When you got a lot to thank God for right now. I said we got a lot to thank God for right now. See, sometimes I think we, we're so prosperous, we forget how rich we really are. That God is, man, when you think about, just think about where you're at, man, and, and where you've been born, the nation that you live. And again, I'm not going to get all patriotic, but what I'm saying is you can have been born in a foreign land. And you can have been born in poverty. 
in a place where, man, it, it, you know, you might not have survived. You don't know where your next meal is coming from. And it's amazing to me the blessing that we have. I'll, I'll read you this. I've read it before, but I'm going to read it to you again. It said, if you woke up this morning with more health than illness, you are more blessed than the million who will not survive this week. If you've never experienced the danger of battle, the loneliness of imprisonment, the agony of torture, the pains of starvation, then you are ahead of 500 million people in the world. If you can attend a church meeting without fear or harassment, come on, arrest or torture, well, let's see, or death, you are more blessed than 3 billion people in the world. If... You have food in the refrigerator, clothes on your back, a roof over your head, and a place to sleep. You are richer, listen to me, than 75% of the world. If you have money in the bank and in your wallet and spare change in a dish somewhere, you are among the top 8% of the world's wealthiest people. If you hold up your head with a smile on your face and are truly thankful, you are blessed because the majority cannot do that. If you can hold someone's hand, hug them, or even touch them on the shoulder, you are blessed because you offer the hand of healing to someone else. See, we're more blessed. I said, we're blessed today. We, we, we need, I, I just want to be honest. We need to be just more thankful to God. We need, I, I've just made it my mission Man, the last few weeks, the last few months, especially all, God, I'm going to be thankful. I'm going to stop complaining so much. That doesn't mean that, you know, I don't like the circumstances, but I'm going to give thanks in the midst of the circumstances. It may not be everything I want it to be. It may not be the ideal thing that I want, but at least I can thank God for something. I'll read you this last story. I've read it to you before, but I think it's a good one. And I can have the worship team come up. This man, he goes to his rabbi, and he's complaining about how life is so unbearable. He says, there are nine of us living in one room. He tells the rabbi, what can I do? The rabbi answers, your goat, take your goat and take it into the room with you. The man is in disbelief, but the rabbi insists, do, what, do as I say and come back in a week. A week later, the man comes back looking distraught than ever before. We cannot stand it, he tells the rabbi. The goat is filthy. The rabbi nods and says, okay, go home and let the goat go out and come back in a week. A week later, the man comes back. He's a radiant man. He returns saying, life is beautiful. We enjoy every minute of it now that the goat is gone. And there are only nine of us. Think about this. Nothing changed. Everything was the same as it originally was. What changed was his perspective. We need to change our perspective. We need to be a little bit more thankful today. A little bit more heart of gratitude today. Let's bow our heads today. Father, we thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you, God. We're going to put you above all. We're just going to take time today to thank you and to worship you and to honor you, God. Lord, today, we may not have all we want, but we got more than we deserve. So, Lord, today, we're thankful. We're grateful. It may not be perfect, 
Oh, but God, today we're just so thankful because of you and what you've done in our lives. And we're thankful, God, just for so much. We are rich. We are rich. We have so much, God. And we have you to thank for today, for everything that we have and everything that we are. So, Lord, today we give you thanks. With every head bowed, every eye closed for just a moment, if you're in this room and you've never given your life to Jesus, I want you to know today you need to be thankful for what Jesus done for you. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus came to this earth, sacrificed his life, died on the cross, shed his blood, because he loves you. Because the Bible says we're sinners, every single one of us. Every single one of us is a sinner. We fall short of the glory of God. We're not good enough to make it to heaven on our own. We need God's mercy. We need God's forgiveness. So when Jesus died on the cross, he died for our sins. He took upon the sins of the world for us. That's how much he loved us. And you know how we can thank God for You know how we can give God thanks today? Say, God, thank you for saving me. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you, Lord, for taking upon my sins. And Lord, today I want to make you Lord of my life. By inviting Jesus in your life, you're, you're demonstrating to God that you're thankful. By receiving him in your life today, by asking him to come into your heart, you're saying to God, I'm thankful for what you've done. And God, today I want to receive you in my life today. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, and Christians praying quietly today, if you're in this room and you've never had the opportunity to thank God and say, God, come in my life. I need you. I need your forgiveness. I, all of us need it. I need your forgiveness. I need your mercy today. Come in my heart. Forgive me of my sin. I want you to be Lord of my life. Don't leave this, this room today. Don't leave this place today without him. You'll be honest with God today. Say, Pastor, I need the Lord in my life today. I'm thankful today. I want to be thankful. In this room right now, just raise your hand real quick and say, Pastor, that's me. Would you pray for me? I need Jesus in my life. Is there anyone here in this room right now? Just raise your hand. We want to pray for you. We're not here. Thank you. Someone over here. God bless you. Thank you over here. Amen. God bless you. Anybody else? You want to receive the Lord in your life? You want to be thankful to God? You want to show your gratefulness to God today? This is the way to do it. We can say a lot with our lips, but friend, when we put our action behind it, that's when it becomes real. Say, I'm just not going to be thankful with my lips. I'm going to be thankful with my life. I'm going to be thankful in action today. Raise your hand right now. Is there anyone else? You say, I want, the, I want to receive the Lord in my life. I want to receive Jesus in my life today. Anyone else, just raise your hand. Thank you, Jesus. The Holy Spirit's in here. Amen. Someone raised their hand over here to my right. Would you look up at me? God bless you. W would you just come here for just a moment? I'm not here to embarrass you. Would somebody come with her and pray with her? God bless you. You come with her. How are you doing today? God bless you. God bless you. Evangelina, would you pray with her? Or anyone else can come, come and pray with her and lead her to the Lord? Why don't we all stand together? Amen. Gloria, you're going to come pray with her? Just pray with her right here. Praise God. Praise God. The Lord's so good. You know, there's so much we can thank God for today. You know, we can complain about a lot of things. Can I, can I just be honest with you today? 
We, we could even complain about church. We can complain about church. We can complain about all these different things. Friend, I, I, again, I'm just tired of the negativity. We need to be more thankful, can you say amen? I, that's going to be my goal. We're, we're going to worship. Lead us in a worship song. And you know what? If you want to just come and thank God, if you just want to show your gratefulness in your worship today, just come. We're going to open the altar. Just come. Maybe you need to get more of an attitude of gratitude today. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's message from Praise Chapel Paramount. If you want to stay connected, follow us online with Facebook and Instagram at PC Paramount or visit our website at praisechapelparamount.com.